Good morning. Yes, it's morning. It's live. I have to pretend that I'm... Well, pretend. It's actually morning. So it's live. I'm doing this. And I'm a, a little premature because I told you I'd start at 1030 and it's one minute early. But I'm going to invite people on Facebook to um, listen on Spreaker. There's a chat and chat. If there is anybody, I know I don't do this too often, so I don't know if that will come up. So it may be funny, may not be. It could be sad, who knows. But I'm going to go back. I did that chat. So. It is beautiful right now. Uh, it's a little steamy in Key Largo here in the, in the Keys. But we are, gosh, it must be like a, a zone of hurricane protection around the Keys because we haven't gotten close to anything recently. A lot of stuff. It was a very active season. We were very fortunate that the stuff went uh, either through the Mid-Atlantic or went someplace else. I'm sorry for the places that got affected. That's horrible, but, um, you know, we didn't get the hit by that many, the United States, exactly, even though there's a lot. And it's still going. The hurricane season goes till, gosh, I guess a hurricane actually can happen anytime, but the probability goes down to zero as we get later towards the cooler months here, which means December, January, February, and March, when you say cooler, yeah, it, it doesn't get up to 90 as much. I guess that's what you mean by cooler. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, solar system, or our distance from the sun, or whatever you want, or the tilt. Yeah, it was, it's nice down here. It's the middle of our slower season normally, but we've been doing... Pretty good, pretty, pretty, pretty good with the volume of people we're getting, which is, uh, we'd like to call it an anomaly, but it's not really an anomaly. It's since COVID. You know, people haven't been traveling as much. I think when traveling opens up more, we may get, you know, we'll get more of our traditional busy season, but I don't know if it'll, I think we'll get a lot more people year round now because of the opportunity people had with the COVID shutdown when they couldn't go someplace else. They decided to come here and they decided I like it. Now, some people may have decided, well, I'd rather go to someplace else. The prices were a bit steep in the Keys. And the prices are lower right now because the volume's slightly lower. And it's, I guess it's wedding season because we have people coming in, big parties of young people coming in and having dinner. We're not we're not a fancy formal place, but they came in and uh, they were younger people in their mid to late 20s of marrying age here in the United States about I guess about 100 years ago they call them and they were a little long in the tooth to be getting married in your late 20s. You should have been married when you were 18, 19. You know. But we had it. We had a lot of a lot of people come in. It was very very nice. Nice crowd. And one of the things I noticed, 
I wanted to talk about time disassociation. I don't know the word. There's a time dysphoria and there's time dysmorphia. Dysmorphia means body. So I guess that would be like body dysmorphic disorder. But time, I would call it time dysmorphic disorder because I can't, it's not that I think it's 20 years ago. And dysphoria is people that kind of act like they're in different times or years in their lives. Like someone's remembering when they were in high school and they're acting like the people they were talking to in high school and their sister or their sister or brother or parents when they're in high school. But um, people come in and I haven't seen them for either a month, six months, or a year and a half. Now, some people, because it happens that some people I really like and they've always been in my forefront of my mind when I see them couples friends you know people that come in there and I just remember so I don't know if I saw them like a couple months ago and there was a couple that came in they're regulars really really great people and he always asked how I'm doing they ask about when I had that surgery how's the family doing and they're they're I, I think they listen to the podcast so I don't want to say their name unless they wanted me to because some people are sensitive about that. I understand that. I'm not an animal. So they come in here and the guy asked me about my surgery. And I recall, I said, wait, I remember we had this. I've seen you th- a couple times since then. And they said, oh, I haven't seen you in like six, five months, five and a half months. This was back in June I said, no, we've seen each other since then. We spoke about it. I remember talking about it. I showed you my scar and all that stuff. You can't really see my scar anymore because I've been using, what was it? It was called Mederma, not Moderna. Mederma. It's a scar healing thing. So they came in and we had this discussion. And the wife remembered that we did talk several times, but the husband didn't remember. But it wasn't one of those things. He just couldn't remember. But, you know. She was driving, so he had a couple of drinks, so I'm not sure if he knew that. But there's other people that come in, and I'm like, I know I haven't seen him for a while. And they come in, oh, we've been here. We've been here with you. I go, well, there's a possibility you could be here, and I'm not here. Because there's two nights I'm not there. So you could have been there on that night. So maybe you're avoiding me. I don't know. So um, I have a hard time recalling was this person, someone I spoke to two years ago or six months ago. And there's seasonal people. Like one of our, Ira, who was on the show uh, several times. We did shows. I haven't spoken to him in a while. He's a retired uh, psychologist. God, I may even got his name wrong right there. Yeah, talk about getting older and stuff like that. And what later on, I'm going to talk about pronunciation because I just listened to one of my shows and I was listening to my pronunciation. It sounds like I'm either drinking or just making up words. It's crazy. But I haven't seen these people I was referring to, the psychologist who was on the show. I haven't seen him. Gosh. Was it... 2019 
I haven't I haven't seen him since 2018. I think they they live in Spain in the summer months, and they come here in the winter months. I think that's how it works for them. Malaga, 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 Spain. That's it. Now, if they came in, I would know exactly when I didn't see them. Or family members. I can pinpoint a time and date because there's flights and certain events like weddings, baptisms, and stuff like that. Yes, you remember. You have records of it. But people you bump into just incidentally, it's really hard to bookmark that and say, when did I run into when that happened and we talk to these people and they walk in some people walk in you haven't seen them for a year and I can pretty much get some people say listen I there people kind of rate uh, rate the size of the greeting they get or the emotion of the greeting when they haven't seen someone in a while. I say hey how you doing I haven't seen you in a while you know Especially snowbirds, you know, they come walking in. They started, I had another couple come in there. They lived down here, but they may have gone somewhere for a couple months and came back in. Or they could have been laying low during COVID and waited for their, you know, you know, were waiting for vaccines or waiting things to calm down or whatever it was. And you see them come in and you think, well, didn't I just see them last month? Or has it been a year? So when I don't greet him that way, it's like saying, oh, my God, that's like a big F you. Like he really didn't care whether I was here or not. Uh, last week, speaking of greetings, this is separate. I'm done with the time dysphoria thing. I am done with it. I really like to remember this stuff. I, maybe I should put a, a date every time I meet someone. I'll just put it. That, that would be pedantic or a pain in the ass. I guess that's like me going on and on about one thing without really moving on to the next subject. So one of these days, this guy comes in to our restaurant and he doesn't come in too often. He comes in a half hour, 45 minutes early and came in pretty much like five, ten minutes or around the same time I came in. And I go through my routine in the morning. And my routine is I get ice. I fill up my ice bins. I fill up the ice bins for uh, the girls I work with, their their soda station. And then I cut fruit, restock my bar, put out the glassware, make sure everything's clean, wipe down, blah, 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 blah. I have this whole routine. And usually I can get going in about 20 minutes. Now I get this, I get it that you know, there's people down here, and it happens every place in the world, especially these smaller communities. People say, don't you know who I am? They're local celebrities. People know who they are. Well, I've been down here almost 15 years. Uh, people, a lot of people know me because of the places I've worked. I worked a lot of, um, you know, fun, busy places, and I worked a lot of different places and doing different jobs. So I was, you know, I mean, I, I'll give you a brief rundown. I mean, the bartender at one of the more popular restaurants, it's now closed. I know if it's so popular, why is it fucking closed, Jim? Well, it's because it was 
they just had the bad formula at the time. It was a good restaurant. Some restaurants don't have the right formula. When I say formula, mix of items and didn't work with the area. But it was open for years and then eventually closed right after Irma, which is kind of like a, a putting a pin in a lot of businesses after a storm that happens. So where was I right here? So I'm talking about the places I worked at. So I worked there and I was in the chamber. I had my side businesses, you know, the delivery company, the Baby furniture rental business, yes, it was a thing for vacation rentals. People wanted to rent cribs and stuff like that. And uh, then the airport transportation company, you know, airport uh, driving service, uh, which, you know, bad time to come along with that. It's kind of like probably investing in a fucking Zeppelin right when airplanes are coming out, you know, you know. Oh, well, I got this Zeppelin. I'm going to be traveling overseas and all that stuff, and you know, at 40 miles an hour. Well, watch out. There's this plane. There's this thing they called an airplane. And it goes 130 miles an hour. I go, oh shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it doesn't take two days to get over. Two days constant flying. So I digress. And I worked down in Amrata. I was in Chamber of Commerce, Rotary, a lot of events, and I work at the hospital. So people know me these places. Just because you're known doesn't mean you're a celebrity. Well, I guess that celebrity means just famous and stuff like that. Like, who was it? Uh, Gary, no, Gary Heidnick was famous in Philadelphia. He was he was one of those serial killers. But let's say uh, there's infamous and famous and there's no, notorious and well-known. And there's a lot of in-between. So... I couldn't call myself a celebrity because I'm really not known for anything in particular. I bartend, I do this, I don't do anything particularly well. Otherwise, like I wouldn't be doing a million things. They call it a jack of all trades, a master of none. So this guy walks in and he's talking to the owner and he comes up and calls me Mark. I get people call me all things all the time. No big deal. And I go, oh, hmm. Mark. And then he goes, well, and, and, Kat, and the owner starts laughing. And then he goes, well, it doesn't matter. And, you know, like, and I'm that, I took offense to that. It doesn't matter. I mean, I go and say, you don't have to remember my name. You don't have to remember me. But don't go and say, it doesn't matter. I don't care where you name. So they told me his name, but I called him Tom or Thomas. Or what can you get for you? Well, that's not my name. I said, Exactly. And let that sink in. He says, well, I'll have it. And he was doing, dropping something off. And it was 50 minutes before we open. And normally if someone comes in, I serve him. And then he was doing his thing. He says, well, you're going to get me a drink, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, I got to get some ice and stuff like that. And he started copying the attitude. I guess maybe I should have just went. But I'm not one of those ones that hop and go when someone starts being a douchebag. And I'm sorry to use the word because he was being a douchebag. And... Uh, there was other things going on, but I don't want to mention that. He had other baggage himself, other things that, you know, would be his particular job and stuff like that. He was just an older white guy that expected me to know who he was. And I said, listen, I worked at some popular places and I've never seen you. you we must travel in different circles. So he goes, when are you going to get the drink? I said, well, I want to get my ice. So I decided to get my ice 
the last thing out of my thing that day. Now, my buddy Howard comes in. Howard, Howard's in, uh, he's 10, 12 years, no, he's about 10 years. He's 10 years older than me. He's an older black guy. He's in there, it's like his office. He's in there like three times a day. Howard comes in, he drinks maybe one beer. Howard comes in, I'm giving him his beer. And he calls me an asshole. Let me, I don't actually have that on my, do I have that on my effects? Let me put my effects on. Let me see. Well, Tina. Here's Tina. You're an asshole! Okay? I figure I'd play that right now. People said I haven't heard I'm an asshole. I, I guess I was being an asshole. You're an asshole! And then there's, here's Michelle. I'm gonna fucking kill you! I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm gonna fucking kill you! I'm fucking kill you. That's what she's saying. Um, so... I know, I rarely ever do stuff like that, but when someone's gratuitously rude, I am not going to hop to it for them. I'm not one of those people. I'm not going to be your sensei into real... And you're, and the guy's in his... The other guy I was talking about, who I'll call Thomas, who has another name, I wasn't. he wasn't going to learn anything new. And I was like, hey, maybe he'll remember my name now when he goes someplace else. I know, petty. Jim, why are you so fucking petty? I don't know. Sometimes it's just one of those things. I'm not I'm not Buddha. Jesus. Or the guy from India. Gandhi. I'm not Gandhi. Drawing a little blank there. I did mention beards. I mentioned uh, that's kind of an odd thing right now. Beards. We you know, one thing if it looks like Kabul, Afghanistan. In Key Largo, a lot of times when you see these young guys come in and they got these big ass beards. And I know fashion changes. Just seems, a th- just seems to be a weird thing in a hot environment. I know it's a pain in the ass to shave every day. I know it is. But isn't it a pain in the ass to walk around with when it's feels like 100 degrees with the humidity and stuff like that. Today, today maybe like 86, 87, but, you know, 80%, 90% humidity, it just feels kind of yucky. You always feel like you, you were sitting, not, not exactly a sauna, but those un... Uh, how do you describe it? An unair-conditioned gym locker room from the 1980s. Why did I say 1980s? Because after the 1980s, people started having air conditioning all the, all over the place. Not saying that there wasn't air conditioning existing. People just didn't feel the need to air condition. But guys are sporting beards all right and saying, it must be a thing. Girls must like it and stuff like that. Just one of this, I guess it's an old style. It's hard people understand why didn't you grow a beard i said if you didn't have a beard you know for you know uh, 50 years i mean you're not really able to grow a beard when you're super young but you get that wispy shitty hairy thing like your part like the beginning of the wolfman stages if you saw them i was a teenage werewolf with michael landon in the beginning he looked like a guy that fell asleep on a bed full of shaved pubes 
hate this. That's gross. I know. But and it got it stuck to his face. It's like they had bad uh, kind of special effects back then. But that's how they probably did it. They just took some hair and they started gluing it to the guy's face until they got more and more. So yet the beards are out. I don't even. So when I say they're out, I don't mean saying they're out of style. They're in style, and eventually you go back out of style. Maybe who knows? So, and on to the next subject. Monday, I told you about yesterday about what I went through with uh, going up to Miami for an appointment with my, you know, my stepdaughter Sky and my wife Abby, and we went up there and had a great time. When I got back. I'm using the car I just got in January, right? Now, I've, over the years, I've progressively got more obsessed in to what's going on with my car. When I was younger, I was able to fix a lot of things because there was no computers back in the, you know, the cars built prior to 1980. They were carbureted. You could pretty much do your whole tune-up yourself if you wanted to. Rebuild. I rebuilt my carburetor. I put fenders on. I I didn't do oil changes and stuff because it was so cheap back then. You go there, it was twelve bucks. You get it done. They drain it. They you know they supposedly they recycle it. I hope they did, or maybe they dumped it off the coast of L.A. like that that oil slick right there. But I don't. I don't think someone. I don't think a mechanic dumped that. I think that's from a pipeline. But. Nowadays, well, recently, when I started discovering 12, 13 years ago, how to hook up these handheld diagnostic computers. It used to be a big deal. I remember when uh, you go to a pre-computerized world where there were still computers, but it wasn't like personal computers and handheld and all this stuff. Back in the... 80s into the even early 90s, they had um, these diagnostic machines they'd hook up to the cars and hook up to your tailpipe and all this stuff. But now you have a data port on almost every car that's manufactured. A data port, I know for some of you, just bear along, bear with me. Uh, a data port, you it has a standardized cable hookup and you plug it into it and it's it's a ODB database, ODB on something data, whatever, and diagnostic database, something like that, DB. But you plug it in, you you start your car, you hit the thing, you know, sometimes what year was it built? Was it built before two thousand nine? Was it built after, or or something like that? And it'll read, it'll send you codes. Right, and the one I got when my check engine link went on this past Monday, and I thought in my head, I go, God damn it, what is this? When your check engine light goes on, it's like a catch-all. Well, that's a pretty big fucking deal. Meaning, it's it's something going to happen when a car stops, or is it something like a vacuum leak? A vacuum leak is all the hoses that go around your car, and you know, bringing air in and taking exhaust out. That's a you know, when you have a leak there, it's a vacuum leak. Sometimes it's a big deal. Sometimes it's not such a big deal. And that's the thing about the check engine light. Because on my last car, the uh, 2006 Malibu hatchback, jealous ladies, um, 
or jealous guys, whatever. Uh, and the gold, the gold Malibu hatchback, yeah. That check engine light was on for four years. It was four years I ran. I took it every place. It never really cut out on me. The only thing that cut out on me was when the battery was dead because of, I don't know if it was corrosion or I was just buying cheap batteries. But this time, I plugged it in. I went on, what was it, Tuesday or when? No, Tuesday. It had to be Tuesday. And I plugged it into the diagnostic. You go to the local place. Over here, it's Advanced Auto. And you give me your driver's license and then you give it back. And you, oh, I hope I got my license. I got to check to see if I got my license. I'm pretty sure I got my license back. Man, whenever you handle a license, you got to be really careful because you don't want to. Yep, there it is. Um, yeah, it makes sense. So the code came out. You wait a second and stuff like that. And it comes out P2096. I'm not going to repeat that again. But whatever that code is, then it it had a little description. It said post catalyst. Catalyst fuel trim system to lean bank one. So I looked at I looked that up and then I then it started Googling it. And then I started Googling it generally, meaning for automotive, what does it mean? And it gave you all these different things. And then I Googled it if it came up on my type of car. And on my type of car, it says if it's by itself, it generally means there's some kind of leak after. Your combustion, like exhaust, near a catalytic converter and stuff like that. And your catalytic converter's going, they said it'll be red hot and shit like that. So I go through all this thing and I'm reading it. And then it says, but if it's by itself, it could be a major problem if you have an, a certain type of engine. And it was larger engine than I had. And I'm like, well, you know, they, they didn't have too many car engines like... Mine was a more of a standard engine. And they said, it should be no problem with yours. And I'm like, oh God, you're not fucking helping me again. It should be no problem. You shouldn't worry about it. But you don't want to be looking at that check engine light. You know, just there. It's there if there's no other lights on. So it just kills you. It kills me. So I went and looked at some of the problems. And then for one of the treatments was that there's some kind of clog in your fuel delivery system. Okay, and so that's what I went and uh, treated as. I went and bought, you know, I walked out to my car. I thought about it for a while. I walked back into Advance Auto after I dropped off the diagnostic machine and bought this bottle. And it's fuel treatment. And they had three different levels. And I said, I'll buy not the very best because it was the very best is for like sports cars and shit like that. I got a good, good one. I went to the gas station. I had a little less than a half a tank. Then I put the whole bottle in. Then I put the other gas, um, put the new gas right on top. And I prayed. I screwed the gas cap on because sometimes the engine light would go on if you don't have your gas cap on because that would show a vacuum leak in your fuel delivery system. Yeah, that's a va- that's considered a vacuum leak because they get the air out of the tank and stuff like that. It's kind of a a negative pressure going on there. And I put it in, I'm driving, driving. I said, well, the last time I did something similar to this is when I had to do recall work on this new car. And that light went off there. 
after a while. This time I'm driving, and then yesterday morning, after or afternoon when I'm driving back from the, where'd I go? I'm driving back from the post office. The engine light goes out. So it looked like for once in my life, the goddamn diagnosis fit the problem when it comes to, and it could be medical. I know medical works out pretty good because the doctors are very specific about the tests they run. They run a lot of tests. Otherwise, it wouldn't be so expensive because they're going to look at something for, I don't know, and I don't mean to piss off any mechanics, but sometimes there's multiple problems that because that could be causing something in a car and in a person. But when it comes to a car, people say, let's try this. You know, it's so, oh, my bad. That wasn't it. It was this. You know, and some are very detailed. Some cars, they tell you exactly the one thing that's wrong with it. My, I had it with a uh, Sebring convertible I had. I went to two different mechanics, three, three different times, two different mechanics, three different times, and they never fixed a problem. And then eventually I went to, did the same thing I did with my car now. And it came up with a code and it said this, needed something on it. It was bariatric pressure sensor. Uh, pressure sensor. Yeah, I'm not drinking. That's just the way I speak. And I want to talk about this after this. So I go in there and said, how much is a bariatric, a bariatric, barometric pressure sensor? And they came up with some ridiculous amount of money, meaning $23. And I look at it and the girl behind the counter there was a girl behind the counter, advanced auto. She knew her way around the cars. She said, that'll take you five minutes on a Sebring. And I'm like, holy shit. She knows particularly where it is, where it's placed, because you don't know where that could be underneath. But it was, and I put it on. And don't you know, as soon as I put it on, that problem disappeared. So, yeah, some people just. It seems like the knowledge they have in their head, they'll ignore the the thing that's telling them, like, or maybe they didn't put it on diagnostic tool. I mean, the one they have at the, the Advanced Auto, it must be like 300 bucks tops, something like that. And it's older too, but the sucker worked. I'm going to hand it to them. And I'll give it, you know, free plug for that because they're very nice about it. You know, very helpful and they don't mind if you don't come in and buy it, but I do come. I always get my stuff from them. I don't order it online because their expertise is kind of, nice to have around I figure you got to do that just like hardware stores and stuff like that but hardware stores and automotive places they're normally the things you need right away unless you're getting like custom hubcaps or shit like that or wheels move on last subject oh I listened to myself speaking on the last podcast or was it two podcasts ago and I said something two words I don't remember what the second one was, but the first one was technological. And I heard it and I had a hard time saying it. And and then I said, is that even a fucking word? I know logical, logical, logically, technologically. I never heard of technological or just right. I used it though. So I must have heard it. 
And I thought, oh my God, I'm using a word that's not even a real word. There was a, a comedian back in the... I, I'm dating myself, but he existed into the 70s and 80s. He was in a Miller Lite commercial. His name was Norm Crosby. And he used to just mispronounce words. He used words that sounded like words and stuff like that. So I know when I'm speaking, I just gloss over and say, I know I know the people listen, Jim, that is not the fucking word you'd want to use. You're not saying it right. It is used in the wrong place. The, the other day I said, oh, I did. I remember I was talking about uh, desalinating, desalination of the ocean. I meant to say desalinating a certain amount of water, which you could take out probably 5% and it wouldn't really, of the water out of the world, it would not affect, uh, when, if you think about the, the meldage and all that stuff in the, in the polar regions, maybe we have 5% more. Who knows? But it would not affect necessarily. It would affect the salinity maybe. But if, there's, if you take the same amount that's melted into the ocean, the fresh water that melted back into it, and you took it out, it'd be enough to give people fresh water around the world for like 50 years. And you know what? I have no basis in scientific thing. It's something I just think I know the amount of water that has from been released from glaciers and stuff like that. It goes someplace. People say, oh, it's so fucking dry. Well, because the water's not there, it doesn't mean it goes, doesn't go someplace. And who knows? Maybe it's a possibility it evaporates into space, you know? But I don't think it gets up that high either. It gets high, you know, clouds and high clouds, but water vapor doesn't go all the way out, I think. Because we've had it for billions of years. We would have dried out eventually, wouldn't we? Wouldn't we have dried out already? But that's not the point of the conversation. I was talking about pronunciation. And if I listen to my podcast, sometimes I don't... The, the one thing I don't worry about, I don't worry about the quality of my voice. I do worry sometimes about... I guess it's a lingering thing of a speech impediment. When I was young, when I was young, I didn't really think about it. Because... I guess a lot of people had speech impediments when they were young. I had a hearing problem. I, I I used to speak through the nose instead of from the the lungs. I mean, eventually your lungs, the nose is connected to the lungs. But I was very nasally when I was young and had a problem saying certain words. Maybe, maybe because I went to a speech therapist and and I did hearing therapy and all that stuff. So. When I listen to myself talk, sometimes it's going, why am I using those goddamn words? Just like I said, time dysphoria or time dysmorphic. Because dysmorphic, there are two things, like time and dysmorphia means body. Just, you know, body dysmorphia is having a wrong image about your body or having a some kind of fascination with your body, body dysmorphia. You think you're too thin or you think you're too heavy or something like that. I mean, there could be another one when people walk around, these guys that walk around nude and say, I have a fabulous body. And they look like, um, just like a bowling ball with toothpicks and a pinhead walking around. And they say, look it out. Check it out, girls. Look at my body. You know, I, I'm, I digress once again. It's not about that. So that's not necessarily dysmorphia. Uh, 
body dysmorphia, in which I got away from time. But I got fascinated by hard-to-pronounce words. And hard-to-pronounce words, let's say in English. And I, I really do appreciate my foreign listeners. I mean, they had Taiwan, uh, Poland. Uh, where else? I didn't have Israel yet. But Korea. I've been watching a lot of Korean TV shows. I watched the Squid Game and stuff like that. And uh, did I mention I saw... Okay, well, all this stuff. And are they listening? If you're listening to this podcast to learn English, listen, there's a lot of different ways to speak English. And I'm going to go over a list that I researched, not in depth, but somewhat, of hard-to-pronounce English words. Okay. I'm going to go through it pretty quick, and then I'll take rural. Rural. That's, you know, not the city, but, you know, not, uh, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank on that. You know, not metropolitan or not, you figure out the word, colonel, colonel. Now, that's because of the spelling, C-O, it's, it's spelled colonel, colonel, C-O-L-O-N-E-L. Penguin, how do people have a problem with penguin, penguin? Hmm. Sixth, sixth, because the, I guess it's for people that don't speak English that often. You got the X right after before the T-H. S-I-X-T-H. Isthmus. Now I have a problem with that. Isthmus. The you know, piece of land that connects two other larger pieces of land. Narrow piece of land. Like the Isthmus of Panama. Which, is it really an Isthmus anymore since they cut it in half with the canal? I mean, I guess the underlying land at the bottom of the canal, but if it's not connected on top, you have to take a boat across or go over a bridge. It's not an isthmus anymore, is it? Okay, I'm not going to get into it. Squirrel, squirrel, how squirrel? I mean, I guess you squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Choir, looks like chower, chowers, choir. Now, now we get on to the Worcestershire. Not everyone knows what that word is, but it's the sauce people use on meats and, and foods. Worcestershire. Worcest, some people call it because you have Worcester, Massachusetts, and they don't pronounce the R, you know. But Worcestershire, this Worcester, Worcester, in Britain, and Shire is the word for a little village or town. But that's where it's from, the sauce is from. But we pronounce it Worcestershire. Worcestershire or Worcestershire? Oh, drought. Drought. Now, when a drought, when you see on a Guinness bottle, this is very specific. D-R-A-U-G-H-T. Drought. Right? Drought. Or, in England, they call it draft. The G-H-T is t. So it's draft. Quinoa. The grain of the future, you know, high, low in, low in carbs, high in uh, protein. Onomatopoeia, onomatopoeia. I said that, onomatopoeia. That's all. Some people have a hard time. They think of that word. O-N-A-M-A-T-O-P-O-E-I-A. And the onomatopoeia is a word that sounds like the thing it's describing, like uh, cock-a-doodle-doo, uh, buzz, sizzle. TikTok, you know, simulate that's the sound of the clock. Yeah. So that's an onomatopoeia. Scissors. 
Now, that's just people. I think this list is showing that you look at it. It's just the way it's spelled. SC. It looks like Skisser. Skisser. Anatomy. Now, this I have a problem with. Anonymy. Anonymo. It's like a C anemone. That that one I definitely have a problem. But how many times do you have to use that word? Unless you're a doctor or a physicist or actually a biologist, really. Uh, ignominious. Ignominious. Never had a problem. And then I'll get with the word, one word I've always had a problem with. Mischievous. Mischi- uh, mischievous. Now that's, I think in England we go mischievous and in Britain it's mischievous. Temperature. Temperature. Now, that last T sounds like a CH. Temperature. Successful. Successful. Hmm. Because it looks like successful. Because the two C's together, you think it would be so successful. Successful. Phenomenon. Now, I don't always have a phenomenon. That's an interesting. Now, the one word I really have a problem with, and orbital, orbital. Why would I be using orbital, orbital, uh, an orbital path of a satellite or a space capsule or something like that around the moon? But, I mean, for some reason, I'm attracted to it like a guy, like a someone's attracted to a bad smell. What the fuck? I mean, it's crazy because... I could just not choose not to use that word anymore. So I'm thinking about, after all these words, I'm thinking, oh my God, these people are listening to me overseas and are listening to the language. Well, listen, first of all, my syntax and my pronunciation is not necessarily standard. I am not someone they would put on CNN as a, uh, a host. Now, they could have me interviewed. I could probably be interviewed. Not that you'd necessarily want to have me in, but you could. I could be like a color commentator or something like that. But my pronunciation isn't always on par. And if I worried about that, this ties in the last show, if I worried about what other people thought about my pronunciation and thought that my situation was unique, it's not. A lot of people are terrified with public speaking. For some reason, even knowing I didn't know the correct pronunciation of words did not stop me from saying those words and just going on. So what I'm suggesting to you is when you're afraid of doing something that you're not particularly good at, I'm also not particularly good at playing golf. Now that's something when you go out, usually when you get invited out to go and play golf, it's usually like on a big outing. Because no one, if they, if it's someone that just invites you as an intimate thing, when they say intimate, just small group, they know you play golf. They've seen your golf clubs. You've seen, you've seen your little sticker on your, your magnet in your car that says, I'd rather be golfing. You know? I know how to golf. I mean, I know the essentials of driving from the tee and trying to get the ball into the hole. Now, the problem I have is hitting the ball, hitting it forward, 
hitting it without it going straight up in the air and then hit me on the shoulder. All things that happen. I had some of the best times I've ever had, the most fun times I've ever had on the golf course. Some of it was because of some of the things I did. Some of it was because of some of the things other people did. I was on an outing with uh, my best friend at the time. And we were playing uh, two, uh, two twosomes. And it was he and I and two women. And the women were both his his in-laws, his, his sister-in-laws. And we're going out. We're at a public course in Philadelphia. It was a nice public course. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't stellar. But, you know, they had some brown spots and stuff. It still was fun. No, no, not a lot of bullshit with the uppity rangers and the people on there. But some people get kind of snooty when you do something wrong. Well, when you don't know. You can't drive onto the green with your golf cart. You know, or you shouldn't, hey, don't go pretending that you're jousting with someone else with a golf cart. If you never did that, what you do is you turn your, you get someone driving it, driving a golf cart. Or you could do it yourself. That's pretty tricky, too. Uh, someone, and the other person takes the golf club and points it and they come at the opposing golf court that's doing the same thing. That's pretty fun but or or you know drinking on the course and things like that um so yeah i'm i had a great time doing that i wasn't afraid of doing it i was kind of there was kind of tentative i was kind of embarrassed when i did one time on my honeymoon i went golfing with someone because we got along with this other couple i mean i wouldn't say they got along they were very talkative and the guy said you got to go out to the golf course and we got to go i said listen this is not necessarily what thing i want to do on my day off i'm a day off on my honeymoon it's not a thing i do so why should i go so i went it was in Jamaica. It was a beautiful golf course. Beautiful, beautiful. And I had my own caddy and all this stuff. And even the caddy was surprised at how bad I was at golf. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I'm going to tip you. It doesn't matter. Why would it offend you? I'm not asking you to go and chase the ball into the ocean or something like that. I bought extra balls. And I said, listen, if I lose a ball, I lose a ball. No big deal. The other guy was pissed, too. He goes like this. You are horrible. And I'm like, well, you... I mean, when you coax someone into it. You know, it's like, why don't you walk down the street and hire someone to be a bank robber with you and say, oh my God, you're the worst bank robber I ever fucking run into. Or you're the worst surgeon I ever had. I thought when you were, I told you you're going to take out my, you know, my gallbladder that you know what you're doing. No, I work in an ice cream store. So, but the point is, I know enough to be able to impart Certain things, and I do make screw ups when I'm talking. Do make screw ups when I'm talking. I don't know if that's a ne- necessarily good phrase sentence, but it does not stop me from going ahead and forming another another sentence or making another podcast after I hear all these flubs. I say, wow, these words don't fucking go together. What's the deal? The deal is, I'm. Uh, comfortable with it and I try to be comfortable with other things and not worry about what other people think I want to deliver a good show but I don't let my flubs and mistakes determine that I'm going to continue because I'm able to continue if I was harming people if things were happening like that 
yes, I would stop. Pretty immediately. People say, oh my God, Jim, there is a school in Taiwan where they're playing your podcast. It's a English uh, language uh, class. And they play it. And right afterwards, the kids get into these horrific fights with each other. It's like a, a fight club of a bunch of 13-year-olds. Well, I would stop that right away. Not that that's a very specific problem. I understand that. Or a pilot says, every time I hear your voice, I want to I'm going to fly the fucking plane right into a mountain. Oh, well, I guess I should stop. Well, maybe you shouldn't be listening to the podcast. That's what I would say to him, actually. So, I I really wouldn't worry about that. Go ahead. Do the thing that you want to do. Don't worry how. Dance as if nobody's watching. On another note, since I mentioned the Korean thing, to wrap it up, I did watch the Squid Game. Uh, everyone's seen it. And I also watched the... Um, very well done... But I understand that the translation, English translation, kind of changed the meaning of some of these things. Not the overall meaning and tropey behind of it, but some of the characters may have seemed more ridiculous than they were. You know, you got to think about it in a while. I like subtitles sometimes. So I can concentrate on the reaction of the person. Yeah, I know. You think... But when I hear the silly words that are translated sometimes, I go, wow, I wonder if they actually meant that. There was a movie, uh, Woody Allen, you know, pre uh, all the problems that he had, Woody Allen, but back in the 60s. It was, uh, I guess he just started directing and all this stuff, but he, he took a, I don't know if it was, it was a Taiwanese film or Japanese film or it's a, it's definitely an from the Asian. It, it's Taiwanese, Hong Kong, or something like that, but it, uh, J- J- Japanese. It's called What's Up, Tiger Lily? And he took an already made film and he re-dubbed it in English. And the dubbing in English has nothing to do with the dialogue that went on in the language that they were speaking. It was, if you ever get the chance, it's What's Up Tiger Lily. And it, if you're of a certain type of humor like mine, you will laugh your ass off. It was really good. So, um, and there's some things that went on there. I just couldn't, couldn't believe that it was standard behavior for that culture. But neither here nor now. I'd like to thank you, uh, for listening. Uh, we had, oh, we have a chat, uh, one chat. Okay. Yes, I will be ending the show. No, they did not ask that. Um, oh, one of my listeners from Taiwan. That was very nice. They actually sent me an email. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. I do appreciate that. From Taipei. It must be like 1030 at night. Okay, well, I'm going to sign off right now. I'd like to thank you for listening. If you like the show, please share it with your friends. Like us. You can go to the social media platform. I just don't know who's listening, where they're listening from. And some, I did get a lovely email from some of the, some of the listeners. 
I do appreciate them. And I will uh, be back probably next week on Monday or Tuesday. Tomorrow I have a busy day, so I can't do an extra, uh, drop an extra show tomorrow. And Sunday I work a double. But I will be off Monday and Tuesday. And I will try to get Endeavor, Endeavor to get two episodes out and get another, maybe three episodes next week. And I'll try to I'll think about my pronunciation. I wonder what it, I mean, I I got to think, look, listen back to the shows when I was drinking. Because I was, I remember one one show, I never t- told you guys this, or maybe I did tell you. <clears throat> I did a recorded a show with a friend. The girls were away. <clears throat> it was three years ago, three, about three years ago, maybe four years ago. In the summer, the girls were away in Poland. I got so drunk at the end. I couldn't remember. I didn't ever turn out. And you know what? I was so embarrassed that I deleted it. I just deleted it. I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to think that I would use that show because I was, I was embarrassed. I should have used it. I should have kept it. Because the drinking gym thought, oh, that's so embarrassing. But now... I would just say, hey, this is what happens when I drink. <laughs> and people would say, I have proof. You know? Because when I did some of my worst drinking, I, I just saying there weren't the accessibility being able to film and video and record uh, at, at the ease or the access- accessibility. Accessibility, there's a hard fucking word. Have a great day and I'll talk to you later. Bye.